Hi, Vince. Good afternoon, Jeremiah. How are you doing today? Doing phenomenal. Today is a Friday, and it's been such a busy week. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel accomplished. Um, wow, you accomplished something. I, I'm gonna. This is this is why you're succeeding here, and and I'm still where I am today. Accomplishing a thing a week is an amazing feat. So. I was listening to some of our old podcasts because we started publishing them now. Very good. And there was this thing you said during one of the podcasts that, that I wish I could go back in time and do a better response to it, but I can't. So we're going to talk about it now. And what you said was the worst thing about giving someone a raise or, or, or about dealing with compensation is you give some, you, you go to bat for someone, you get them a raise, you get them a significant amount of money, let's say $8,000, right? And you, you talk to them about it and they say, oh, I was expecting a lot more, right? Maybe starting at 12, kind of thinking around 15, eight is pretty low. And you've already gone to bat, you've gotten all the budget. There's absolutely no way you can get that extra money out of the, uh, out of the budget to, to sort of make up that shortfall. And they were expecting something completely different. Yeah, it can be and, a terrible it, feeling as a manager to go through that. Yeah, and it, this is probably one of the worst feelings. And this is probably the thing that managers, it just, it's the worst part of talking about compensation. Everyone fears it, right? You, one of the reasons you don't want to talk about compensation with your employees is because you don't want them to be like, yeah, I'm being severely underpaid and I feel like you're taking advantage of me. Mm. <laughs> That's just awful. So I thought we should talk about that because that scenario, like there's a lot going on there. And, and that scenario is, uh, we've been talking about compensation a lot, and that scenario is kind of the flip side of the, the much more sober, much more, hey, let's do this in a planned, reasonable way. Absolutely, you should be you know, good and have a good strategy, be reasonable about it. But then this will come up. This comes up all the time. Not all the time for everyone, but it's going to happen a lot during your career. That this kind of conversation will happen. It's going to happen, so we should talk about it. This is kind of where I'm So thinking. that's great. So, Let's, let's set some context for this, right? So let's, let's lay out the scenario uh, and then, then let's have that conversation. So uh, say this, this is an employee in a company that averages like a 3% increase. This person may already be underpaid, right? They may have some, some hot skill, call it DevOps or cloud architecture or, or Kubernetes, right? And, and as a manager, you've got a finite pool of money. So the, the company gives you 3% total for, for each employee. So to give one person more, it means you've got to give somebody else less. Okay. That's good. Um, and so this guy's coming in and, and he feels like, okay, okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some other context in there first as well. Yeah. It is uh, absolutely reasonable for people to be talking about this. Right. There's a, there's a huge history throughout time. It doesn't matter how good you are as a manager or how good your company is in general. Employers are always treating employees badly in terms of paying them. And so it's a, mm. it's a huge history of this. So it doesn't, it, 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 it's not a reflection of you on a manager or of your company, uh, no matter how much goodwill you have and no, no, no matter how hard you're fighting to uh, get your employees to the, to a, a fair wage, there's always going to be distrust in that relationship just because of the culture that we're in and the history that we're in. And so just, just to be clear about that, this is not, there, there's no way you're ever going to just completely eliminate this as a question. 
And it's not necessarily disrespectful on the part of the, the employee to talk about this because of the place we find ourselves today. This is, this is a relationship and there's always going to be employees being like, I thought I was going to, should be making more, even if they're wrong about it, they, they, they are going to be doing that despite your best efforts. So yeah, I, that doesn't quite fit into your, your scenario because your scenario is we're, we're already underpaying this guy. <laughs> so it's a, it's a slightly different scenario. Um, well, but we, we can, we can start with that if you want. And, well, and I think an additional important piece of context is why the company would mandate 3% in the first place. So whatever company you're at, right, there's going to be a predominant type of employee. It may be finance. It may be customer service. The bulk of the employees are going to fall to one, one skill type. And, and that's, you know, sometimes that's technology if you're in the technology sector, right? Very often it's not because there's so many IT people that work in traditional companies. And when you're a, you know, a, a finance or HR person who's working in this company, you know, you're dealing with all the employees and then you see the, these tech people with a fraction of the experience or num years of experience that finance or whatever those other employees are making drastically more, you're, you know, you're not gonna have that much sympathy for them not getting a 10% increase when their three percent increase is already more than most of the employees in the company. All right, so that's where some of that comes from in the first place. Sure, um, and but that's that's a sort of a higher level conversation within the yeah. technology group of advocating for the fact that it's a market which requires this this type of yeah. uh, compensation if you want to keep the best people or or you want to keep the people of the, of, at the level you're at. Maybe the best people are even too expensive you're going to have to you know, come in at this particular compensation level. Yeah. And my, my imagination is that the, the conversation we're talking about is probably kind of at a lower level. It's, it's at people who aren't deciding the budget and aren't deciding the salary bands, but are yeah. sort of uh, being, being asked to deliver that information to their employees. Yeah. So, so in this specific scenario, right, we've got an employee who feels like they're underpaid, a manager who's going to bat trying to, do everything they can to increase their compensation. And, and there's a mismatch of expectations. So let's talk about that. Let's say the employee's coming in making 150 a year, right? And, right? and looks and says, all right, well, when I go search for this, this hot skill on a salary survey, it says I should be making 175. I'm not. So the company- 210. Off, so, something right? horrible like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or since I put- since I did an AI class, I should be making 250. Oh man, that is, yes, that's an excellent uh, little bit of sauce on that on that question. Yeah. I, I have this new certification. I feel it should be reflected in my competition. Yeah. Although certification is harder than I took a class. That's for sure. So yeah, so as a manager, right? There there are times where you can go and and fight for that sort of budget, and it's usually like four months in advance of when the budgets actually get set, right? When you're arguing for what those increases need to be for, for staffing overall in the division. And, and by the time those budgets are actually set and, and you're handing out these sorts of salary increases, right? It, the pool is, is kind of fixed at that point. That's correct. That brings up something important, which is if someone is expecting this kind of raise, you need to know it 
when people are figuring out the budgets, uh, which is very hard to do. People, people are pretty, you know, they, they don't have a, they don't do a great job talking about compensation. And so that, that sort of, you have to have that relationship with your employees that you know that they're sort of looking for this type of information uh, or this, sorry, you're looking for the information. They're looking for this type of uh, yeah. compensation. And, and most, you know, most people it's, it's very difficult in the United States for people to talk about compensation, especially for managers to talk about compensation to their employees in a way that is not sort of wrapped up with a lot of other emotion involved in it. Yeah. And so it doesn't, that conversation doesn't happen a lot. So this can blindside you as a manager because you, you were thinking everyone was going to kind of be okay with, you know, the company said, you know, we're in tough times. We're only going to be able to get people 3% and that's yeah. going to be fine. And this person comes to you and says, Hey, it's been four years since I got a significant raise. I was really expecting a much larger number because I've been watching the salaries go up in the industry and I took this AI class. How come, how come no one's noticing this kind of thing? Yeah. These types of conversations. So to some extent, it, it, if an employee comes to you with this conversation about, Hey, I have this number that I was thinking and you're nowhere near it. That is to some extent on you as a manager, you, you sort of, it's entirely likely not, not necessarily true, but it's entirely likely that you haven't built up a good enough relationship with your employee that you are able to, to, to figure this out during the budget time. Um, so I would say longer term, right? It's good for managers to help their employees, right? Understand how compensation works in the company. Like what expectations are in terms of annual increases, how the process works you don't give away any, any sort of secret information when you help employees understand how the process works. All they can do, right, with that information is make your job easier by helping you with the justification that you need, um, you know, and, and helping give you the information ahead of when you're going to need it rather than after the fact. So I would encourage everybody who's managing others, right, to have those conversations and don't wait for a mismatch of expectations to happen. A key bit there is um, during a promotion, a significant, you know, like a title promotion or something like that. Uh, I, I've only had, I believe, one manager or maybe two managers you know, give me a promotion, say, hey, we're going to give you this kind of compensation as a result of the promotion. And then say, here is the compensation band roughly for this mm -hmm. title. And you'll notice that you're coming in at the bottom of it. That's because we generally expect people to be in this title for three to four years. And this gives us a chance to promote you within the compensation band and keep giving you money for four years till you're at the top of it in four years or three years, and then be promoted out of it to the next band. And this is why there's yeah. this band, but you're not at the top of it immediately. Like we didn't bring you in at the top because if we did, there's no money left to promote you anymore. You know, like that kind of conversation only happens maybe once or twice in my, has happened maybe once or twice that's in my good, career. That's actually a good conversation to have with folks and you're not giving away secret information there really. Um, it can help really set an employee's expectation. And the only area where I've seen that one really go wrong is, you know, say, say you've got this band, somebody comes in at the bottom of it and every year you're giving them a two and a half or 3% increase, but Every, every couple of years, HR goes and looks at the band and adjusts the band up by three or 4% so that the employee is basically staying at the same place relative to the whole range because you can only yeah. give them so much in any given year. And that, that can be a major problem if they find 
you know. It, yeah, um, I I've never been in the situation where they uh, where that happened. It seems like you should be able to to give them a larger increase. I, I've often talked to my you know higher managers about, hey, this person isn't where they should be, and we need to give them a larger increase because of the fact that the bands are changing at the same time. Yeah, um, generally people are okay with that, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it doesn't always work. So. Again, you know. It, it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always work through the regular process. Sometimes you just have to say, you know, we've got to do this um, because something bad will happen or the employees coming in saying, oh, they have an offer. And we, you know, we think, you know, this is the only reason they're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. There are often several times during a year when you can adjust, right? You can adjust if someone else on the team has left because of uh, some sort of That's compensation. A good, a thing. opportunity. Or, you know, it's uh, six months through the year and, and generally that's a time when people are like, okay, let, we have some extra budget that we've been holding in reserve. Let's figure out how to figure, how to align this with people that need to be, you know, So back to the start of this scenario, right? You, you've got an employee making 150 a year. You've got them, say, an, an $8,000 increase, right? Which is, uh, what, five, five and a half percent? <laughs> Uh, sure. Yeah, that sounds close. <laughs> Somewhere thereabouts. It's a Friday afternoon and it's not time for math. Technologists in math? Who would do this? <laughs> right. So, um, so like for, for you as a manager, you think you've gone above and beyond, right? Because they were expecting 3% and you've, you've really pushed that up. You maybe even had to shortchange other people who maybe their performance, their performance wasn't as good. And you feel like you've done a great job for this employee. So your expectation is set that, oh, this employee is going to appreciate how much I did here. The employee comes in, you know, expecting, oh, I think the market rate is this. So I should be getting a $15,000 increase, which is like 10%. Mm -hmm. so, so both sides of that come in with an expectation. And Right. Clearly, clearly a mismatch in this case. The employee's mad they're not getting more. And then the boss is kind of disappointed because they felt like they did a great job for this employee. They're and doing everything it, they it, can. The employee doesn't value it. <laughs> yeah, the employee okay. thinks, in fact, that the boss may be sort of doing, the bad, uh, doing a bad thing by them. Like, no, I That's went it. to bat for you. Yeah. So, right. So best ways to avoid this are having a conversation about what is normal in the compensation process for this company. Right. Um, what what time in the year those things happen and also understand the expectations for this employee, you know, over a multi year period. So yeah, you know, absolutely right is, is to have more communication around compensation with the employee. So real quick back to the, the, the conversation about expectations over years that also helps to um, you want them promoted out of that band up to the next title or something, and it might take four years. Well, it's going to take four years of work on the behalf of the employee to get there. That's yeah. why these bands are these particular areas. And so keep them focused on growing their career in this way. That way they're not coming to you in year four and being like, hey, I expect to be promoted to the next level. And you're like, you haven't done anything in four years. You've been treading water. <laughs> you're not going to get a promotion. This way they like, they, it's always on their mind that they're, they're moving towards something and you're, you're sort of tracking that in a way. Yeah. So, so you want them promoted, but you want them to work towards it. So, yeah. Anyways. Well, you made a good point, right? Which is that it's, it's not necessarily the time and seat that people are compensated for. 
right? It should be the, the time developing skills and how advanced those skills are. And a lot of companies get this wrong, right? Where the only way they have to measure these things is X years of experience. Um, yeah. That part of compensation can, can just go horribly awry in, in so many places. Yep. And, and that may be something that if you are at a company like that, it's, it's worth uh, talking to you know HR and talking to people in the management team about the fact that it's really hard to have these conversations if it's just based on uh, you know these these metrics. And if you want a better uh, a better skilled group of people working on it, it needs to have a, a, a sort of a more t- uh, informed way of compensating people. Otherwise, yep. you're going to get people who are compensated for time. Yep. So depending on the company, right? Um, kind of the, uh, the line manager will have more or less discretion in, in setting those, those um, areas of compensation. And that, that's highly dependent on the company. Yeah, probably. I haven't had enough companies to know, but that would make sense. So. But yeah, so people can have a lot of uh, misunderstanding about why they should be getting those numbers. And it's probably a good idea to talk to them about where they're getting their expectation from. Are they getting their expectation from the fact that they've been at the company for five years and they just think they deserve it, right? Are they getting their expectation from a salary website? Do they actually have an offer which shows them a certain you know, amount of money? Um, there might be some other ones too. Uh, oh, did they talk to someone else in the company, God forbid, and they're making significantly less than them and they're super mad about that kind of thing? Yeah. All these things are worth discussing. Yeah, so this is right. Trying to get a, a baseline of common information to have have a fair conversation, right? And and you want to try to we're trying to get those expectations aligned, right? Yeah. So if you're the the on the management side, you you can go fight for this in in the right way. And if you're on the employee side, you can understand, um, you know, the whole truth of it rather than just you know the yeah. assumption that you came in with. So I think that the, the, the most common way that people get information, which is super low effort and it's kind of frustrating, and I have done the same thing, is that you just go to these salary websites and you're like, I'm a software developer and I'm in this region of the United States yeah. and, you know, what should I be making? And they give you like this, you know, this, this bell curve, you know, 25% in the median and the 75 percentile. And it's ridiculous, right? The, the numbers are bizarre. They're, they're, they're super, it's a super wide range. And what the most important part of it is that, you know, your number is really low on that bell curve. Right? Like the bell curve goes up, you know, 100, 200 grand higher than whatever you're making. Uh, and it's really frustrating. And I think that that reflects two different things. Uh, one, I think that the information that they ask of the people putting in the, sa- putting in the salary website is really low. So there's just a really broad pool of information to draw from. And two, I mean, I think a lot of these websites just are just terrible data, right? Either they just have terrible data because they source terrible data or they intentionally are sort of like, it's, it may be some sort of job search website and they're like, well, let me show you that you're getting massively underpaid. So you get dissatisfied. Yeah. So you want to change jobs. I don't know that that's true. Like I've never worked for someone who built a website like that but it would seem to make sense that they would sort of do that. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like be all conspiracy theory about that, but those websites seem really to provide some information that's not really high quality. I'd I completely agree. Right. And then, so then the alternative is, Oh, I'll, I'll go into a chat room 
and hear from somebody who says they're a, you know, a, a software engineer at Facebook working on, you know, the, um, the video streaming. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Videoing uh, mustaches onto everybody's faces. Right. And they're making $500,000 a year. Right. Yeah. And, and even then, right, the breakup is, all right, well, so much of that is in Facebook stock. And the reason they're, they're making so much is because, you know, the, the share price is appreciated so much over some period of, of their period of vesting. So That's a good point. Yeah. Right. So much of that is sort of dependent. And, and at some point, right, it's people can't get this basis of common information shared between them and their manager because there's not enough communication. And people feel like, you know, I'm making less here than I would be somewhere else and they will leave, right? You'll, you'll get salary inversion when you stay at the company for long enough to the point where you just start to get frustrated and feel like you're not getting a fair deal and, and then you'll, you'll leave, right? So job hopping in, in IT is, is higher than most other industries because of this. Absolutely. And actually that brings up the second way that people find out about compensation information, which I think is a much more valuable and, and reasonable way to find out compensation information, which is to get a, get a job offer from another company. Yeah. Right? That's, that's a real number as opposed yeah, it's to not theoretical you know, at that point, right? It's a, not a theoretical number. It's your value in the market. Um, and you know, a lot of people will do this and uh, yeah, this is they'll, they'll come to they'll come to you and they'll say, "Hey, I got this offer from this other company, and you know they're 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 giving me you know twenty five thousand dollars more or ten thousand dollars more or something." Um, and that's that's a much more significant and much more interesting conversation because that's actually a real conversation, um, not, yeah. not based on sort of a, a lot of misinformation. And and that's that's you know that you're going to have that conversation. You might as well, you might as well be open about it. Right. I mean, like, like the employee isn't necessarily going to leave if they've come to you and said, I have an offer and I'm sort of thinking about this in the other company, right? Yeah. The other, the other way that conversation goes, I'm out of here. <laughs> and, and then you're just, if they, if they say, Hey, I'm comparing this offer to what the, what your company can offer me. They're interested in staying, you know, to some extent, maybe 33%, maybe 50 you know, yeah. they're, they're weighing it. So, so definitely get into that, F figure out what that offer is. Um, well, a rude thing that I would look at, right, is does the employee feel like, like you value them and that you would fight for them, right? Yep. And, and if they feel those things, you know, if, if you're working on compensation, they feel like you're valuing them properly and, and that you will do the right thing for them and you're, you know, you're transparent about the process or, or expected timelines and other stuff, they're a lot less likely to go and try to force your hand with an offer anyway. Yes. And a lot of that is, you know, you're, you're concerned about their growth. You have a, you have a plan for their career. You know, people will often be like, well, you know, I'll take a, I'll take a $5,000 differential in pay because this company is really concerned about my uh, yeah. direction. And I, and I know that I'm going to succeed here as opposed to going to an unknown where I may or may not succeed, I'll get a little bit more money. That may not be worth it long-term compared to, you know, being able to succeed at this company. So, so if, if you, if you right. have invested in, in a plan for that employee, that's worth a whole lot. Yeah. And I'm sure any employee, right. That goes in with an offer expecting their company to match it, right. They're, they're worried about the risk of, all right, do they know I'm a flight risk? Even if they match it right now, am I gone in six months? Are they going to get rid of me or are they going to, 
you know, treat me worse because they know I'm, I'm willing to go and look outside. Right. And, you know, personally, I think those things are kind of real, uh, you know, as an employer, yeah. you know, you, some of the assignments that you need to make from a work standpoint are long-term, right? When you give somebody, put somebody on a critical project that you know is going to go 18, 24 months, right? You need that person to come through and having somebody who's done that sort of thing, you know, you don't always have that sort of trust. Right. I mean, one of the things you might do in that case is you might say as an employer or as a manager, Hey, you know, there's this, there's this, point of distrust here related to this this offer and we want to keep you on in order to kind of take that risk we're not going to give you direct compensation as in you know additional dollars in your salary but we'll give you something like vested rsus or something which will end up being the equivalent and it will hedge against the risk that's a great point and i've been in this position as a manager right where somebody's come in like that and there have been times where i've actually appreciated it when i realized this person has been so severely underpaid and i've struggled with the company and haven't been able to do enough about it and now this person's actually just helping me with enough ammunition that that i can make the case that's nice uh, so, but but that, yeah. that that requires that foundational communication with the employee right in the first place yeah absolutely because cuz obviously the employee could kind of puts you in uh, the other category, the adversary, uh, adversity category, and they're, they're working against you. And you have to sort of be on their side and be like, we are working together to try to solve your problem. I understand you have a problem. I hear you. Um, and yep. the, the, the second part of that is I have the power to actually help you. You can hear them all you want, but if you don't have the power to help them, they're still going to quit your team, even if they like you as a person. So part of the offer, right? We've talked about total compensation before and all the different factors in that compensation. And uh, right, some of it also then is the work environment. You may realize that you're at a, a very demanding company. You're expecting, you know, 50 plus hours a week of output from somebody. And, uh, and maybe you know you're not paying them, you know, compensating them for that. <laughs> um, that happens, but help them understand if you're, you know, help them understand that total compensation package and do what you can for them while you can. You know, I, I would say every year when you're doing compensation, th- think about the people that, you know, that, that could leave and which ones you wish you would have done more for when you had the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I mean there is absolutely that, that uh, calculation you have to make where you say, well, uh, this person is really asking for a lot um, and they are critical, but, but not that critical. And, it, and I have this other person who is pretty similar and I could give them, give them more compensation and I want to treat these two people the same. And you know, all those kinds of, all that kind of math is, math is apparently not our strong suit this at this half hour in this, in this conversation, but in general, if you get a spreadsheet, um, yeah, you have to, you have to figure out that value and, and be okay with someone saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, good luck. You know, we, 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 I think we can, that the team can work without, without this uh, person as long as we are able to replace them or things like that. So, uh, so I just did the math, right? 8,000 on 150 is 5.3%. Uh, yeah, really so close. That was, that was really good. Yeah. My, my kids now just ask Alexa for that kind of math. Hey, Alexa, what's, what percentage? I'm like, what? See, I'm, um, I, 
I'm afraid then that Google or Amazon, then they will know that I'm not very good at math and they'll hold that against me for the future. Some, for some day in the future. It's going to get back. They, they, they know, they know so many other bad things about you that the math is the least of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so if someone comes in with a, with a, you know, Hey, I got this offer, you know, this, this company is going to give me 10%. Uh, and you, your guy, you guys are only giving me this much. Yeah, definitely talk through the details of that, right? The compensation has so many different parts as much as possible. It, it's entirely possible. You know, c companies, some companies pay people more because they value them more and they believe that the success of the company is dependent on the success of the people and getting the best people yeah. is worth it in the end. And those are great companies to work for. Yeah. Other companies pay people more because it's a really bad situation or a risky situation. And the only way they can pull people into their company from the, from the open market is to offer a lot more compensation. And, and every single recruiter who says, Hey, we're going to give you a lot of money to, to come join our company is going to say that they're in that first, <laughs> that first group, the companies that really value people highly, but it's entirely possible. So it's definitely worth um, talking to people about, you know, Hey, what do you think this, you know, what do you think your career is going to be at this company? What do you think, what, you know, what do you see? What is the compensation? And, and sort of try to value all that stuff and sort of show them that all the various parts of the compensation your company has and the career prospects and the culture make it worth staying. It's a lot of different pieces and it may not work. They may, they may decide to, to go someplace new. It's going to happen a lot. People move a lot, but, um, it's it's worth don't don't just sort of just do hey you they, you have this number we can't meet that number, I guess that's the end of this conversation. Uh, there's a lot of pieces involved in it and make sure they're valuing all those pieces, well. I haven't seen any empirical data on this right, but the could the companies that underpay thinking that their their culture and other things make up for it, I I bet they're inversely those those are in, actually inversely correlated. Yeah. I, I think yeah. Any company that would try to use those things as leverage, they're probably less successful, and that's why they're that they're using that as a tactic. Um, they, they probably have a younger workforce, to be honest, right? Uh, people yeah. fresh out of college, you know, the kind of workforce where it's kind of a heavy um, social yeah. uh, engagement kind of uh, office. They. they you know, eventually people kind of age out of that and say, this is nice, but I also need to, you know, move my career forward and, and get paid. So, yeah, but that's just my guess. I don't really yeah. know. So. But end of the day, you know, if you're an employee who had to go get an offer because you felt like you weren't being treated fairly via compensation, before you go and give that and, and ask them to meet it, think, do I feel like, these people are fighting for me and will try to do the right thing by me and, and this will help them, right? Or not. And, and as a manager, ask yourself, does, the, does this employee know that I'm fighting for them and, and know that, you know, that I've done my best in this situation? And those, those, are, yeah. those are important questions on both sides there. Yeah. Makes sense. I agree. Trying to think if we if we've maybe covered most of this. Oh, you did say something a long time ago, which I think is is worth talking about, which is that uh, you know, comparison is a thief of joy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said it in one of the podcasts, but uh, uh, 
I don't know if you could really say that during the compensation conversation, but I think it is extremely valuable uh, <laughs> thing for people to sort of keep in mind that if you're constantly comparing your salary to the salary of people in San Francisco, uh, you will never be happy. <laughs> you gotta, That's right. It's, it's very easy to get those calculations off and not compare apples to apples and, and think that you're, you're in, a, in a bum deal. Pretty much um, 99% of, of people employed here can, can, can do that. You can find that one paid better and say, oh, well, our, our situations are actually equivalent even though they're not, right? And it can absolutely eat you up inside, right? You, nobody, nobody wants to feel yeah. like they're – I'm doing all this work and they're getting, they're getting shafted for it as, or as, you know, because the, uh, the company's sort of taking, taking advantage of them and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, it, it's not like that doesn't happen again. There's lots of, there's lots of incidences of companies taking advantage of employees, but um, uh, there's a thing that Red Hat likes to talk about, which is like assume positive intent, but you know, so uh, it's often worthwhile to, in in most interactions, to assume positive intent and that there's a lack of information and a certain amount of uh, mismatch of information rather than uh, intentional trying to try and hurt someone else. Not saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> Actually, that assumption of positive intent is a really, really critical, um, critical factor in the culture of any company and in any team. You know, if, yeah. if you have that assumption of positive intent, so many problems get, get worked out that otherwise fester and, and create bigger, bigger issues. Yeah. An enormous amount of like open communication depends on assuming positive intent. And if you are not, if you don't think you don't trust the other people in your team, you're not going to communicate with them well. And as a result, all sorts of, it's going to feed on itself. That's right. But speaking of that, there's another one that we didn't talk about, and, and I have not personally experienced this, but you, you did a little bit, salary inversion, right? This, mm. this possibility of, hey, uh, I've been talking to another com- person in my company, and they get paid a significant amount more than I do when we, we have sort of have the same job. Uh, and this is why I'm here expecting a much larger raise. That, of course, that, again, is something that will cause, cause an enormous amount of uh, anger and frustration for someone uh, with good reason. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants to get paid significantly less for doing the same job as the person next to them on the floor. And so that's definitely another high emotion conversation around the same subject that we should probably kind of hit on a little bit. And, and I, I think the, the thing to talk about there is you want to as much as possible not compare two people in, in your team. Oh, because that's just gonna breed jealousy um, as much as possible, take that second person out of it. Yeah. And just talk about the, the person at hand. Hey, you know, what are your skills that are putting you here in this particular you know, area of compensation? How do we get you to the next level? How do we advance your career so you get to where you want? We, we did uh, fairly figure out what your compensation was going to be. We, we, we aren't intentionally playing you against other people in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess to some extent you have to compare at this point, Hey, you know, person, the other person you're comparing yourself to has these skills that you don't have. This is why we're comparing that. This is why we're compensating them more. Let's figure out how to get you those skills or something equivalent so we can compensate you the same. Yeah. It's kind of where that conversation yeah. should go. And, and another option for this that, that I've not personally lived 
right, is those, those companies that practice radical transparency, right? So yeah. Valve and others, right, have written about this, right? But everybody's salary is, is visible to everybody else. And, and it does force you to deal with the root of, of those inequities and be honest about why, or if you've screwed something up, right, to fix it. Yeah, and there, there's a, uh, that can be lead to a lot of tiny unpleasantnesses, yeah. which uh, head off a large unpleasantness further down the road. That's right. Uh, which so this which, is probably one we could, uh, we could do some research and, and talk about at, at, at length. Yeah, I would, I would find it hard to, uh, I don't really know much about that. Yeah, I'm just kind of in a similar situation yeah. with you on that. So, yeah, yeah we I'm talked not- about promotions, talked about, I don't know, maybe yeah. we, oh, I, you know, and then we could talk about the fact that HR sometimes just gets this stuff wrong. We, you sort of started talking about this at the beginning, but, but you know, they, they, they work on these salary surveys to try to figure yeah. out the salary bands for particular positions. And these salary surveys are nuts. They're, they're so detailed. There's so much complexity and, and dimensions where you sort of try to fit various titles in your company to a particular band of information in these salary surveys and getting that stuff right is really complicated. Yeah. HR can't tell the difference between uh, Terraform and TensorFlow, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. C Sharp is presumably the same as .NET Core, right? I mean, like these guys are the same thing. C++ and and C Sharp, right? They they, they look the same to to somebody not Java, JavaScript, it's all Java, Um, things like that. So so, they mess this up. And they aren't always like yeah. even as transparent as they need to be with the IT organization or the, the hiring organization for those roles. Uh, I've, I've actually yet to see an HR organization that really provided the, the data and the basis for, um, uh, for their salary banding and, and caps within those ranges to the hiring managers. Oh, yeah. Google's yeah. a little bit about it, but I, I haven't experienced it personally. We we went through that at one point, and it, it like it's just like all, you know, just these categories full of all these descriptions, and they all sound almost exactly the same. And you're trying to figure out which one of these is a software developer and which one of these yeah. is a senior software developer. Yep. you don't know. And um, then it's a question of frequency, right? Are they updating it rapidly enough to keep pace with the market, or are they only touching it every three years in a market, right? Like like ours in tech, that's changing every six six to nine months. Exactly. Um, and uh, so, so they could have this information and it seemed good at the time, but it's not, it's not moving uh, fast enough with the market. And you're beginning to notice because you're trying to hire people and they're not, they're not taking your uh, offers because they, they're, they're getting better offers in the market. Yeah. And, and this can be bad, honestly, for years. You know, if they get it wrong for one year, it may be three years before they get it right again. And this is, this is an extremely frustrating position for a manager to be in that the, the tools that you're being given aren't right, but this absolutely can be the case. I don't really have an answer for that, except to sort of try to talk with your man, your own managers a lot about that and, and try to socialize this up the chain that, that, that these numbers are wrong, but it can happen. And it's kind of one of those things that's kind of always in the background when you're having these salary conversations, people say they're getting underpaid. You're like, Maybe, maybe we have the wrong data. Maybe they are getting underpaid, which is unfortunate, but it can happen. So. All right. Well, um, I, I think that we, and my, my daughter's over here just talking to me in the background. Well, thanks for talking and we'll see you next week. All right. Yeah. I think, I think we did cover this. Thank you very much, Vince. And uh, yeah.
we'll we'll talk next week. Okay. Bye. If you like the show, please show us some love on the Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. The views and opinions are solely those of the speakers and not the opinions of any third party. The same holds true for guests, if we ever have guests. We don't guarantee completeness or accuracy. We don't assume responsibility or liability for the information. This content is provided for general information only, and if you choose to rely upon it, you do so at your own risk. This should not be considered professional advice. Thank you.